Welcome to Staying the Course. Join us as we navigate the uncompromised Word of God with Pastor Brett Peterson. Welcome to Living Water. It's good to have you here. How are you and your family doing? If you brought food, uh, you can definitely put it on the table over here. Uh, if you need food, let us know. We will get that to you if you have any needs whatsoever. But this lockdown, this global quarantine is quite an event. In fact, a lot of people have said it's the beginning of birth pains that we know was prophesied in the Bible. We're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. Since this global pandemic and quarantine began, we've covered two important things. Number one, we talked about seven ways on how to find strength in the midst of this storm. Number two, we talked about how to shine for Jesus, how to be good witnesses and ambassadors of Jesus Christ to a lost and hurting world. Before that, we were going through the minor prophets, and we made it to the book of Amos chapter 4. And if there's one theme throughout the minor prophets, it's simply two things. Choose God and be blessed. Choose your flesh and the world and suffer the consequences. If you serve God and live your life in such a way that it is pleasing to God, you will be blessed. You will find peace. You will find the fruit of the Holy Spirit. In fact, as you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the Bible says all your needs will be met. And that's physical, spiritual, emotional, relational, mental. All of your needs will be met if God is number one priority in your life. More than just your needs met, if you have your Bibles, you could turn to Psalms chapter 37, starting at verse 3. That's Psalm 37, starting at verse 3. It says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will grant you the desires of your heart. You see, as children of God, the more we seek to please and serve our king, the more he is allowed to bless us. The next verse, verse 5, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Folks, we get our peace, we get our rest, we get our strength from the Lord Jesus Christ. The second option is clear in the Bible. If you live your life in rebellion against God and his word, if you do whatever feel good, regardless of God's law, if you choose this option, you will find anxiety, stress, worry, depression, moments of pleasure, but no real joy. Every day will be a struggle for you. Do you ever feel spiritually discouraged and depressed? Do you ever have great days, but all of a sudden it ends in disaster? Does life ever fail to meet your expectations? 
Do people you believed in and trusted, maybe for years, have they ever failed you? This morning, I want to remind you that the Lord Jesus Christ will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never fail you. You can have victory over all the emotions that you experience in the roller coaster of life by seeking first the kingdom of God. In Romans chapter 15, verse 4, you can turn there if you turn quickly. It says, whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of scriptures, we might have hope. Now may the God who gives perseverance, and remember, perseverance is cheerful endurance. It's having the joy of the Lord in the midst of tragedy in the midst of difficult times and challenges of life. God who gives perseverance and encouragement, may he grant you to be of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus, so that with one accord you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. All this past week, actually since this quarantine began, I've been seeking the Lord as to his message to the church, as his message to individuals and families and churches and all of us here gathered. This current crisis, this pandemic is not the beginning of birth pains. I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there that says, hey, this is the beginning of the birth pains. We're here. You know, the seven-year period, the tribulation is about to start. Lift up your heads. But folks, it's not the beginning of birth pains. The Holy Spirit clearly told me what it is, and we're going to cover that real quick. In fact, Jesus summed up the birth pains in Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 through 14. And folks, all of those things, one of the critical ones is Christians being hated by all nations on account of Christ's name. That happens before the rapture. Folks, we're not there yet, and that's one of the birth pains. But I do tell you this, this is a wake-up call to the church. This pandemic is a wake-up call to Christians all over the world. This is a time to prepare for the real birth pains that are coming. I encourage you to read Matthew 24 later to figure out what those are. Jesus laid it out very clearly. This is a time for all of us to get our lives right with God. We're about to embark on a journey together. I question God because this journey is going to take us to January 31st, in the year 2021, next year. We're going to cover 40 Sundays, <laughs> 40 weeks. And in this, we're going to figure out some crucial things that God needs to proclaim to his church and us as individual Christians in order to be victorious in the days ahead. God has specific instruction on what we must do as individuals, as families, as churches, and even nations. And given the lockdown or the quarantine right now, it's the perfect time 
to start getting our houses in order. And we're going to spend the next 40 Sundays, and that's not S-U-N, that's S-O-N. On your song sheet, if you turn to the back page, you can see a little logo there. Did everyone get a song sheet? Anyone need one? 40 Sundays to freedom, and that's freedom from sin, freedom from depression, freedom from fear, and freedom from the enemy trying to destroy your families. It's about time that the church and Christians get together and do what God has called us to do. Amen? The Latin root of quarantine, I'm sure you've seen this on Facebook, but it's actually true, is 40. Initially, the French word quarantine meant about 40, and it was borrowed, meaning a period of 40 days. In the Bible, we find significant things happen in 40s. The plagues in Egypt lasted 40 days. When it was over, Israel was set free and went uh, beginning their journey of, guess what, 40 years. There are 40 years of wandering in the, in the desert for the Israelis getting ready to go in the promised land. 40 days of rain in Noah's flood. Goliath tormented Israel for 40 days until David killed him. God gave Nineveh 40 days to repent or be destroyed. Moses was with God on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights, and he did that twice when he received the law and another time. The spies searched out the promised land for 40 days. Ezra laid on his side for 40 days as a sign to the nation of Israel to wake up and repent so that God could bring revival to the nation. 40 people wrote the Bible, 40 scribes. Elijah had one meal that gave him strength for 40 days in 1 Kings 19.8. Jesus was tempted for 40 days in the wilderness. Jesus fasted for 40 days. Jesus remained on earth 40 days after the resurrection. Women are pregnant for 40 weeks. And folks, God right now through this pandemic has conceived something in the church. And we have nine months to give birth to it, to prepare for what God has. And by January 31st in the year 2021, this church is going to be prepared to do what God has called us to do. Your family is going to be on the right track, and you as individuals are going to be on the narrow path, and you will have no fear for the future because God will clearly give us instruction on how to deal with whatever challenge comes our way. In fact, 40 is mentioned about 146 times in Scripture. The number 40 generalizes uh, usually testing or preparation. God has weaved 40 into a lot of things. And as a church, we now are going to embark on a great journey for 40 weeks, for 40 SON days, not SOS. Well, maybe it's an SOS too. In 2020, we're starting a new series, 40 Sundays to Freedom. Today's the first introduction to this series. That's nine months we're going to be together. It could be a lot of those months we're going to have tailgate church. Fact is, even after we're allowed to gather inside, I kind of like tailgate church. 
<laughs> maybe then we can just bring chairs and really hang out. Because some people at last week, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Mark Chu told me that uh, several cars parked in the other parking lot back there listening to the message and the worship. 40 weeks from today will be January 31st, 2021. And I know God is preparing us and something new is going to be birthed in the church around that time. 40 Sundays to get our lives right with God, to put away practicing sin, to become a husband, to become a wife, to become children, to become single people that are fully in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. 40 Sundays to spend with God's Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew 11, verse 28, it says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, we go to a Lord that loves us no matter how we fail them. Jesus paid for all your sins on the cross, and no matter how you failed God or sinned against him, He's there for you. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, it says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who is tempted in all things, just like we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near to the, with confidence to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in times of need. Folks, the Lord Jesus Christ loves you no matter how you failed them. And I don't know about you, but I've given up practicing sin because I fear the discipline of the Lord. But we still all fall into sin. And when we do we need to remind ourselves, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. He is the one that is our redeemer. He is our sacrificial Passover lamb. And he's our high priest in heaven. And he cleanses us from all sin. Folks, a lot can happen in nine months. A lot can happen in 40 Sundays. That's how long it took all of us to grow from conception to our moms giving birth to us. What could you and Jesus accomplish in the next 40 Sundays? What do you need to do to get your life right with the Lord Jesus Christ? 40 Sundays to become the man, woman, or young person God has called you to be. We are in a battle, make no mistake about it. The enemy, the Lord Jesus said, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. It's time for all of us to get battle ready. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not your neighbors. It's not the uh, liberals. <laughs> it's not 
those people in your life that cause stress and anxiety and potentially anger. Your struggle, it says very clearly, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness and heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day. Folks, the evil day starts with the coming of the false Messiah, the Antichrist. The day of the Lord starts with the rapture of the church, and we need to prepare for those things. Let's put on the full armor of God and be men and women and young people of God that stand for truth. In Romans chapter 13, verse 12, it says the night is almost gone. The day is near, speaking of the day of the Lord. So we have two days coming. The evil day, which is the beginning of birth pains, the beginning of the false messiah's reign on this earth, and we have the day of the Lord, the rapture of the church. The night is almost gone. That's the evil day. And the day is near, the day of the Lord, the rapture. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Last week, we talked about how to shine your light bright to a lost and hurting and desperate world. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13, we read the armor of God. It says, therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth. In the days ahead, we'll need to stand for truth. In fact, throughout the New Testament and Old, it says in the last days, false prophets will arise and mislead many. Folks, now's the time to stand for the precepts of Scripture and the truths contained in the Word of God. Having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, which is faith and love, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, which will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. It's interesting how the armor starts with the word of God, and it ends with the word of God. Do you think it's important to know the Word of God? Forty Sundays to grow up and put on the armor of God and fight the good fight of faith. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 11, it says, When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. But when I became a man, I did away with childish things. Folks, we're going to have 40 Sundays to grow up and do away with the childish things that we so often fall back to. Verse 12, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. When? At the rapture of the church, when we see Jesus Christ face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I also have been fully known. But now faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these 
is love. In the days ahead, in fact, Jesus said, they will know that you're my disciples by the love that you have for one another. In the days ahead, we need to, number one, love God. Number two, we need to love our spouse. Number three, our children and families. Number four, our church family. We need to get our priorities right in these next 40 Sundays. 40 days basking in the Son, God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. 40 weeks, I meant. <laughs> Sundays, not days. 40 Sundays to write what is wrong in your life. 40 Sundays to grow closer to our Lord Jesus Christ. 40 Sundays to allow God to heal your marriage and broken relationships. 40 Sundays to clean the clutter out of your life. Maybe clean your house and your car too. 40 Sundays to become a man, woman, or young person God wants you to be. Nine months to allow God to birth in you a brand new work, 40 Sundays to change the trajectory of our lives. I believe between now and January 31st, 2021, we're going to see God do amazing things in the remnant bride of Christ. Today is the day to get right. Jeremiah 18:11 says, So now then speak to the men of Judah. And against the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I'm fashioning calamity against you, and I'm devising a plan against you. Oh, turn back each of you from your evil way, and reform your ways and your deeds. You see, God is trying to get our attention, trying to get the church's attention. You know, I was reminded this week as I was talking to Tom Sheltraw, that when Jesus was giving one of his last prayers, he said, Father, make them one, speaking of the church, even as you and I are one. I believe in the days ahead, it's time for the church to grow in unity. And I'm not talking about compromise, because true love corrects those in false doctrine. But it's time for us to unify around the truth of the Word of God and the doctrinal statements in scripture that are so clear in Romans chapter 2 verse 4 it says do not think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience not knowing that the kindness of the Lord leads you to repentance folks we have been blessed as a nation because we put God first until maybe a decade or two ago we have been blessed as a country because we were born a Christian nation that served God and we put our trust in God. We have left God and now the church really needs to become embassies where ambassadors of Jesus Christ can be equipped. Verse 5 in Romans 2, But because of the stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath, and the revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Folks, this morning, God is wanting all of us to soften our hearts. In these next 40 Sundays, it's time to 
figure out where we have failed God, what we are doing in our lives that are displeasing to God, and get on the narrow path. The next 40 Sundays, starting tomorrow, I pray that you would begin to really reflect on what the Holy Spirit is challenging you to do to get right. I pray that you would ask the Holy Spirit to show you how to love your spouse and love your children. Children or young people, if you're not married, I pray that you would ask God how you can be a good part of your family and contribute to your family and shine Jesus to your lost friends and those that are hurting. I pray that God would show us in the next nine months that we're going to be birthed in a new way. The church, I pray, will come together in unity, and this pandemic, I pray, will be a beginning of growth and change as we prepare for the real birth pains. This week, I would encourage you to read and read with your families Ephesians chapter 4 all the way through Philippians chapter 4. Read and reread those passages of Scripture. Philippians or Ephesians chapter 4 all the way to Philippians chapter 4. We're going to be covering a lot of that in these next 40 weeks or 40 Sundays. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, it says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. In fact, Jesus said, He who believes in me, out of his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Lord, I pray that all of us here would seek you first. God, that your Holy Spirit would well up within us streams of living water that would flow out to our families, that would flow out to our neighbors, that would flow out to our church members. Lord, that it would be like a cool drink of water on a hot day. God, I pray that you would fill us and do great things through us for your glory in the 40 Sundays ahead of us. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Folks, we have 40 Sundays to get right. I don't say this lightly. I have been in prayer and seeking the face of God, and I believe the Holy Spirit is going to do a work in the church corporate, the big C church, all the churches globally, even as this pandemic has affected the world, so what the Holy Spirit is intending to do will affect the global church, and we need to be a part of it. 40 Sundays to freedom. 40 Sundays to repent. If you're in sin this morning... If you're practicing sin, I'm not talking about falling into sin. We all do that every day. We get up, we repent, we dust off, and we press on and pursue holiness. We may fall again, but again we get up. But if you're practicing sin this morning, you need to repent.
Because, folks, God is done waiting. It's his kindness that leads to repentance. And today is the day to start getting right. I believe God's going to give you 40 weeks. I believe he's going to give you 40 Sundays to get your life right with him. Allow God to soften your heart. Read Psalm chapter 51. Psalm chapter 51. David did grievous things. He committed adultery. He murdered the woman's husband who he committed adultery with. But when he repented, he wrote Psalm 51. You need to read that. God will forgive you. Jesus paid for your sin, and he will bring refreshment to your soul. Forty Sundays to allow God to heal. Forty Sundays to restore your joy and the joy of your salvation. To get your heart right before a holy God and to become a functioning member of the body of Christ and pray for the unity of the big C church, the global church across the world. Forty Sundays to be refreshed in your soul. To be set free from sin and to get your life back on course, to renew vision, to renew God's call on your life, and to begin to do what God has called you to be and do. True joy comes through obedience to God. In Acts chapter 3, verse 19, it says, Therefore repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. We need to realize that as Christians, we need the joy of the Lord. In fact, we're told the joy of the Lord is our what? Our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and it will carry us through. When I consider that Almighty God, Creator of the heaven and earth, loves me and rejoices over me, and He rejoices over you, and it's easy to lay aside those weights that so easily entangle us and run the race that is set before us. Jesus brings life and love and laughter and rejoicing. In Zephaniah 3.14, it says, Sing aloud, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord your God is in your midst a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with singing. He will quiet you by his love, and he will exult over you with loud singing. Folks, God loves you this morning. That's Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 14, paraphrased through 17. Philippians 4, 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Nehemiah 8, verse 10 says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the wine, and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready, for this day is holy to the Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Folks, throughout this time of being locked down, you can still find the joy of the Lord. Joy and celebration are at the heart of God. Cheryl and I had the opportunity to go to Fallbrook and do a wedding yesterday. Uh, of course, it was by Zoom, so <laughs> there was like 70 people on Zoom watching. But remember 
Our Lord Jesus' first miracle was at a wedding, a time of celebration, and they ran out of wine, and Jesus turned water into wine. Folks, I can assure you, Jesus wants you to experience all this beauty that God has created for us to and fill your heart with joy. In fact, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience. You know them. We need to share the joy of the Lord with those around us. God is going to give us 40 Sundays to get in a place where He can abundantly pour out blessings on our lives personally, on our families, on our church families, and on the church global. Read this week Ephesians chapter 4 through Philippians chapter 4. Read it several times. Glean from the Holy Spirit what He's trying to speak to you and your family. Maybe read it with your family together. Definitely read it during your devotional time and pray through all the incredible things in this passage of Scripture that the Holy Spirit has put on our heart for this week. Pray about everything. We know in Philippians 4, hey, meditate on the good things, and you will find peace. And that God will guard your heart and your mind because God loves you so much. Let's worship the Lord together. Come on up, worship team. As they're coming up, flip in your Bibles, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. Sorry, I, I know, I forgot my Bible. <laughs> we had a, a busy time setting up, so I'm pulling up my Bible program so I can read it. So give me a second while they're getting their instruments. By the way, thank you, Jade, Luke, and Scott. And uh, Lori, uh, let's say a prayer for Mark because he got deployed. Father God, I pray for Mark. Lord, wherever he is right now, I pray that you would protect him that you would put a hedge of protection around him and his team. Lord, that they would serve those they are deployed to serve and that your Holy Spirit would just protect them. In Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians, Hebrews chapter 3. <laughs> Hold on, starting in verse 7. We read this. Come on, Bible program. Therefore, just as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts, as when they provoked me, as in the day of trial in the wilderness, where their fathers tried me by testing me and saw my works for forty years. Therefore, I was angry with this generation and said they always go astray in their heart, and they do not know my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Take care, brethren, that there not be any one of you with an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God, but encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. God is preparing to birth in us in these next nine months something incredible. 
You're never too old to grow closer to the Lord. A church is never too young or old to experience real revival. And folks, I know that God is going to do incredible things in these next 40 Sundays, S-O-N, as we bask in the Son of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to Staying the Course with Pastor Brett Peterson. If you would like a copy of this message or would like to submit a prayer request or comment, contact us at 949-888-5777 or email us at info at ccbcu.edu. God bless you as you seek and serve Him. Remember, stay the course, and we'll see you next week. I love your word. I love the way it comforts me, strengthens and restores my soul, satisfies my needs.